Hey, Dean Lance, this is Todd from Missouri calling again, and I, uh, Lance, I want to say fuck you for forever ruining Swiss cake rolls for me by comparing them to shoving a chub into a vagina. That's not okay. I'll never be able to look at Mrs. or Little Debbie the same way. Asshole. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wacker? How was the weekend? Pretty good. Watched some TV. Nice TV watching weekend. The new Kids in the Hall series. How come it gets so crazy over there in the Wacker household? Well, you know, I gets to drinking, I gets to TV watching. <laughs> so the new Kids in the Hall series. Yeah. I give is it a it thumbs the up. the Kids in the Hall? It, it is the kids from that were once in the hall are back in the hall. But I mean, is the show titled The Kids in the Hall? It's called The Kids in the Hall, Death Comes to Town, I believe. So, so is it like a... It's a, more like the movie. It's like there's a storyline, but really it's kind of just... There's like recurring characters and it's kind of like a stitched together little sketches but they tell a big story i always thought that that the kids in the hall could do something similar to like league of gentlemen league of gentlemen yeah it's like that it's exactly like that it's about a small town town. shuckton (laughs) shuckton anyway but it's all the original five members yeah of course nice that actually would be pretty cool how was it it's good i recommend it it's uh you know you think you think back to kids in the hall, and you think that it was just you just were dying on the floor laughing every time you saw it. But you're really not. They're kind of like you just like snicker at them and giggle, and every once in a while you laugh really heavily at something. But there, really, it's just kind of like subtle goofiness. Well, you know, it's I've recently purchased the DVDs of like I think the first four seasons. Right. I think there are only four seasons. Maybe uh, there are five. There are five or six. Okay. But okay. But anyway, I was watching through some of the skits, and I remember some of them. Some of them are, are ones that are like like uh, the salty ham. You'll right. never forget that one. No, you know. Or, but you don't. You're not just rolling on the floor laughing while you're watching. No, it. it's just weird. But I remember I was watching some of it, and I was just kind of like, "Wow, I just don't find this one as funny as I used to, <laughs> as I remember it being." Yeah. You know, I kind of, what I always liked about the kids in the hall were the Bruce McCullough really weird skits, like the. Uh, Remember the guy that, that put the, 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 the dead rat on his head? Uh-huh. Or squirrel. The squirrel yeah, yeah. on his head? The squirrel. Has my shampoo arrived? Right. Or the sausage Well, one. this this whole thing was written by Bruce McCullough and Scott Thompson, so it's plenty nice. weird. Nice. I will say this. They're all older and fatter now, <laughs> so when they cross-dress, they're even more hideous. Did Although you? I will still say, even though he's a little bit fatter and older... Uh, Who's the one? Kevin McDonald looks great in a dress. No, no, he's oh, not okay. my favorite in a dress. Uh, what I forgot his name. Dave Foley is the best looking woman. Dave Foley. Yeah, he is a pretty good looking woman. The best. He, he the did best one of the out French of the hookers. The French hookers. Yes. So it's it's called Death Comes to Town. Yeah. And, and Mark what, McKinney. What channel is it on? Mark is McKinney, it? who is my least favorite um, kid in the hall, is actually pretty good in this. I have to say. His characters. That, well, not all of them, but most of his characters kind of annoy me. He's pretty good in this one. He plays Death. Oh wow! Or I suspect he's deaf. Oh, that might actually. I haven't be made good. it through the whole thing yet. And what channel is it on? 
No, but I mean, is it on like internet channel? <laughs> yeah, but is it like a is it like a you know Comedy Central thing or is it a Showtime thing? No, no, it's a C. It's I know what channel it's on. It's on CBC Canadian Broadcast. Oh, it's Canadian Broadcasting. Yeah. All right, well, I'll have to check that out. Definitely have to uh, get my my uh, my download uh, skills back. I haven't been downloading that much stuff. I think anymore. you can buy the whole series on DVD right now. Yeah, I purchase DVDs all the time. <laughs> Sick and Wrong fully endorses the purchasing of DVDs. Yes. So, Wacker, this is episode 243 here of Sick and Wrong. Uh, we got a surprise for everybody out there. Um, you know, from time to time, we get emails inquiring about what happened to a show that... Well, I always consider these guys to be our brothers at arms. Mm-hmm. You know, the a show that we were affiliated with kind of early in our career. You know, early in the career, career. of Sick and Wrong. Is yeah. this a career? <laughs> All right, Kill early me. in our history of Sick and Wrong, like when we first started, another show had started at the same time, From the Ville. And uh, these guys were two guys I went to high school with. Mm-hmm. Um, I would consider them both to be Hessians. Um, I don't know if I'd say that. Hessian pickers. Maybe not Martin as much, but at the time, they were both Hessians. Okay. They used to force me and uh, my friend Kessler to buy them uh, Motorhead and Emerson, Lake, and Palmer CD Tapes. Tapes, not even CDs. Okay, well, wait a minute. First of all, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer isn't Hessian movie- music to begin with. And just because one listens to Motorhead does not make one a Hessian. There's a whole I beg a, a range the d- of behaviors that need to be associated. If you're saying Emerson, Lake, and Palmer isn't picker-worthy... <laughs> Steel's going to be cr- pretty upset. Emerson, Lake, and Palmer is like, yes, it's prog rock. And St- Steel's a picker. Does he and like yes? I don't know if he Does likes yes. Does he like yes. Rush? They're kind of a little heavy. Aren't they more like Deep Purple? No. You're thinking of some other band. I never liked them, actually, all that much. You're I, thinking I of ELO. This is ELP. I think you're thinking of ELO, and I'm thinking of ELP. <laughs> is ELO more of a Hessian band? Oh, maybe, maybe, it's a, maybe it's ELO that's... Well, you know, it's been we'll a while. <laughs> so anyway, people have been inquiring what happened to Martin and Steele from From the Ville. And uh, we've had Martin on the show. Right. I think once the, uh, when the show eventually... When uh, From the Ville... Ended up uh, going off air. Right, because really they're all our fallen brothers in arms. Yeah, and uh, we had Martin on explaining what happened. And then we had Steele on the show, I believe, for episode 200. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it was 200. I, don't, I, was, I drank a lot of Jaeger. There was a time when happened. we used to celebrate the milestone sick and wrong episodes. I think now we're just kind of like, it's amazing I can even remember what number uh, show we're on. So anyway, we have a surprise for everybody. We're going to give John Steele from From the Ville a call. And uh, just find out what's going on in his life these days. I've been wondering about that myself. Before we give him a call, how about a quick word from our sponsor, Audible.com. Uh, some people pointed out that they used the, the custom code DIDDLE, and it didn't, it didn't work. Uh-huh. The promotional code wasn't working. So I got all these angry emails from people saying, I wanted to buy a book, and I typed in DIDDLE, and it didn't work. So then I typed in DIDDLE, and it worked. <laughs> DIDDLE is that DIDDLE, D-I-D-L-E. It's DIDDLE. Which is a, a, a non-word that, that doesn't mean anything. I like the fact that the book company can't spell the, the code <laughs> right. That's good news. Yeah, I know. Uh, it really restores my faith in uh, online <laughs> reading experiences. <laughs> anyway, I contacted them. It's back up and running. Diddle is back up and running. So when you D-I-G-D-L. go to audible.com right. and you, you type in audiblepodcast.com slash diddle, you'll get your free audio book. Does Diddle still work? I don't even know where. Check it. Dido sounds like it's something from like Fiddler on the Roof, like like a Jewish. It does sound yeah, like a Jewish. Yeah, like you hear it at a Jewish it. wedding or like it's when there's. It's the uh, traditional Jewish device that you plug into your pee hole to keep from getting your girlfriend pregnant. <laughs> the Dido. 
<laughs> I always thought it was kind of like the instrument they use to snip off the foreskin. Maybe that too. Do you have your title? <laughs> I got the title. Where's the title? Did you bless the title before the ceremony? <laughs> Anyway, Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment information and educational programming, which I know all of our Sick and Wrong fans love. Uh, there's over 80,000 hours of audio programs from 270 content partners. Someone pointed out that Mary Roach's books are all on Audible.com. She has a new book. And her new book is on here, too. So you can listen whenever. She's our and- most respectable guest <laughs> by a hundred fucking fold. Well, there's... Steel's just underneath her. John Steele's right underneath Okay, her, right, sure, you know? sure. Uh, listen whenever and wherever you want, just like the podcast you're listening to right now. Uh, there's over 1,000 science and technology titles and over 1,100 science fiction fantasy titles. So uh, go to audiblepodcast.com, um, type in, or slash, audiblepodcast.com slash diddle, and you'll get your free audiobook today. I think we have a link on our site, too. I've been putting it in the post area. Oh, so you the can click on there post. and it'll go right yeah. over there. And, and then when our new website gets designed, it'll yeah, they're, they're have an official link space. So audible.com and type in audiblepodcast.com slash digital and uh, get your free audio book. Um, yeah, well, uh, say we give Steele a call here for episode 243. I've been wondering what's been going on in that guy's life. All right. Steel. Hey, what's up? What's going on? It's Dean Lance calling from Sick and Wrong. How's it going? Up, sweetheart. <laughs> we got John Steele here on the phone, formerly of From the Ville, and currently senile old git who rants daily on Facebook. Um, I've been mean to talk to you about that, uh, Steele. I've been keeping up with uh, your your Facebook rants. How often do those come out? Well, they come out probably on a. A weekly basis, probably three or four at a time. And if you're talking just the status update bullshit, probably three or four, probably per week, sometimes five or six, depending on the the shit that happens in my life on a daily basis or the crap I see in the news media. I'm, I'm, I do, okay, so you do the Facebook, just the status updates, and then occasionally you'll go on into a, a rant. Like uh, my, my favorite one, we're going to talk about this in a second, is the uh, the porn rant that you did not too long ago. Oh, yes. Uh, it's, it's, it's very notorious. Yeah. Yes, I go on those only occasionally when the, the moment strikes me, and those take a little more a little more writing effort, a little more time-consuming than just a stupid little status update on the fact. But. Yeah, it was do, a, when you sit down to write a rant, do you have a corduroy jacket with, like, leather patches <laughs> on the sleeve that you put on? And... No, I'm actually naked, usually. <laughs> so, Seal, I'm glad you found time to be on the show tonight. Um, especially, I did, you know, I, I was thinking about this. Did you travel all the way from Washington for the Glenn Becca Palooza this weekend? <laughs> did I go to Washington, D.C. for the, 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 the Million Man March on, on Washington? Is that... I think that name's been taken already. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Call it <laughs> else. Oh, yeah, the blacks on the Million Man March. Which Glenn Beck tongue is? I, I don't know if it was just called the White Supremacist Rally or KKK Fest. Or... I, I didn't make it there this week because my uh, my hood was being washed at the dry cleaners. I, I heard it was mostly oh, about Mormon Jesus. Was that, it was, what was it called? Restoring Honor, right? Right. Something like that. And did he restore honor in the two hours he had the, the platform in, in the, the D.C. mall? 
I, I don't know if any honor is restored. Although there were a lot of pictures, there were a lot of pictures of, of uh, old fat white guys wearing racist T-shirts. I thought that was great. But what was funny about it is, part of the racist guy in the T-shirt. <laughs> but Sarah Palin talked there too, right? I mean, she's more famous than him. What what the hell does Sarah Palin have to say? Oh, just blather. I'm sure. I don't know. I'm just suspecting. So what 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 are your sentiments on Sarah Palin? Would you have sex with her? Have you ever actually pleasured yourself to the picture, to, to her image? Uh, well, yeah, I've done that. And I've also seen the porn. Is it Lisa Ann that did the porn where she portrayed Sarah Palin and she went, and the Palin cam got all up in arms because they were stealing her image in, a, in, in the triple X industry? Nalen Palin. <laughs> I believe it was called Nalen Palin. And that's it. See, why could we the fucking pervert at, at the sick and wrong show? He knows he's seen it. <laughs> why could we actually own pervert. that one? Who who got to nail Palin in that? I forgot. I mean, what, Al what? Gore. I Al think. Gore yeah, him. he he paid her a little bit. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Al Gore's no. Uh, he's not against nailing some uh, old Alaskan hussy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when he's not on saving the earth. Or getting a hand job in a hotel room. So, Steele, I have some more current events that I want to chat about. But first, a uh, little history here. Uh, last time we had you on Sick and Wrong, I believe it was our milestone 200th episode of Sick and Wrong. Was it? Uh, that sounds about right. Yeah, that was a long fucking time ago. What, two years ago? Hey, no, well, no, we're only on 243 now. That so show was a train wreck, though. That was a train wreck of us just getting really drunk, and we interviewed, like, I think we interviewed you, we interviewed um, Kendra. Right. Yeah, it was it was a bit of a train wreck. But yeah, I think it was, I think it was a while ago. But I was wondering, how many shows... Did From the Ville do before you guys went off air? Oh, fuck. I, I don't know precisely or exactly, but I want to say uh, we did like 215 or 220 shows in yeah. about a... You were doing two a week? And I think you were doing two a week back then. Yeah, we were. We did two hourly shows. Well, they usually turned into about an hour and a half because either Martin and I would go off on a fucking useless, nonsensical rant that would take up more time than we anticipated. <laughs> we didn't have net like when we were on KSEX, we had restraints. We had to we had to keep it to an hour because they cut it at an hour. But when we were you know not on KSEX or that other bullshit, we could tank keep radio. Long. Yeah. <laughs> what, whatever happened to KSEX and Tank? We, I think we were on I both of those it. too. And I'd like to think it's partly on the account of us. But uh, Tank never took. Uh, Tank never got off the ground. If you remember right, I don't think Tank did. Tank even have a website? I don't think anymore. I think he bought like a two-year domain, and I think that's expired. But Tank TV, the Adult Entertainment Network, if you're or something, what was it called? The uh, oh, that's what it was. Uh, the Adult. Yeah, that's that, that, I didn't yeah. know it stood for anything. The Adult <laughs> so Network Corporate. I don't know. It was something like that. Something like that. Anyway, well, that never, uh, that never, that never really panned out like people anticipated. And part of it could be because Martin and Steele initially claimed themselves to be the flagship show of Tank TV and Tank Radio. Which anytime you have Martin and Steele, the flagship of anything, it 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 it's bound to be doomed and bound to fall right out the gate. Yeah, I, I figured it was. <laughs> I, I don't know what other shows you remember from back then. I don't remember any. I others. think we were on there, but we followed the flagship. Right, but weren't there yeah. five others? I mean, they weren't carrying any flags, right? Some of those other shows, I don't even remember the names of them, but they were unlistenable and unwatchable. They were they were horrible. horrible. Yeah, no, yeah, there were some really bad ones. So, what's uh, Martin been up to these days? You still see him around? I talk to him probably about two or three times a week. Yeah, we just talk about nonsense or he'll see something in the news that he's, I got to know, like, you know, somebody fucking, like, owner dies or something from 
growing pains. He's got to call me because Celebrity Death Beeper just gave him an update on the email. So he calls me, hey, Boner, you know, he called me for stupid shit like that. You know, <laughs> nothing useful or nothing like, nothing productive. Well, you guys did a reunion show. When was that? Like uh, about a, six months ago or something? A year ago? Uh, we did it right around Christmas. There was a guy in town uh, from Nebraska who was like the leader of the FTV fan club or like one of our, you know, you guys have probably a, a hundred of them, you know, those type of guys that are the... Yeah, we tend to avoid them when they come to San yeah, Francisco. Yeah, how do you feel about meeting the biggest fan? I, I'm not, I, don't, I don't really enjoy I it. I what it's like, because when we came out to California to do that fucking, what was that, Media Expo shit that we came out there for in three or four years ago? The podcast convention. You know, when Lance, when Lance shunned us and refused to say goodbye Sunday morning because oh, he didn't like us? Yeah, Wackerly, he just he didn't even get out of the car. All he had to do was just wave, but he wouldn't even wave. He I, just I still harbor animosity towards that. <laughs> yeah, I can hear it in your voice. It was so insulting. I remember that. Yeah, he's really, really rude. Yeah. Uh, but when we came out to that, like, we had fans that, like, drove up and from, from San Diego and some that came from some other fucking shit town in California. They came to meet us and stuff when we were hanging out in West Hollywood with all the fags. <laughs> and um, it's really weird. As you guys, I, you guys have probably met some of your listeners as well. But it's oh, yeah. weird to, to meet them because... They know every, because Martin and I were full disclosure. I mean, I disclosed my erectile dysfunction and vasectomies <laughs> and overworks and, you know, the whole nine fucking yards. And these people know everything about your personal and private life and because you discuss it openly on air. But you know nothing about those people. I mean, not a fucking clue about what there goes on in their life because you don't know them. They, it, is, it is surreal, though. When you hang out with somebody, you're like, wow, you, you know me as, you know, as well as my wife or husband here. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they know you almost day. better because there's no more intimate form of entertainment than uh, uh, like a radio show. A radio show, yeah, especially like a weekly radio show. Yeah, we, exactly. Yeah, we, we, we get a few fans that come through. Because San Francisco, you know, is, uh, is, is kind of a tourist destination. So a lot of people come out here. Wackerly shuns them all. <laughs> I'll be like, I'll text you. I, I, you tell your listeners next time they're going to come to San Francisco because they want to meet the all-famous and infamous Lance Wackerly. <laughs> you tell them to give Steele a call. And I'll tell them exactly what that trick is like. He's very antisocial. <laughs> doesn't like people. He, want, he doesn't want to be around you. He doesn't want to talk to you. He doesn't want to know you. He doesn't give a fuck about what happens in your life. He might as well even make the trip. It's a waste of, you know, it's airfare, it's hotel, it's lodging, it's meals, it's all nine yards, and they don't need to do that if they know ahead of time not to even bother to show up. Well, most people... Wait, wait, wait. How much would you charge to be my PR rep? Oh, you need a PR rep, Blanche? Is that what you... Oh, I'll, I'll be your PR rep. I have no problem doing that. What are you going to pay me? We'll talk about it off the air. Yeah, you can uh, coordinate all those. Yeah, I'll, I'll be your publicist. That's what you think you need. You can coordinate all the appearances. Patients personally, but that's just me. <laughs> so, still, I met some of the fans. Yeah, you, we, we met a few. I think I think your policy now is only hot chicks. <laughs> is that what it is? And I don't do it solo because yeah. I'm too frightened. You, you never. Oh, hang on, back up a little bit here, fellas. Are you guys banging some of these hot chicks that listen to you? Be honest here. I still have not gotten laid through. Well, I think D's holding out on I, me, but I, it's happened before. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's happened a couple Wackerly. times. We, we have, still we have groupies. I mean, we have like uh, you should see Wackerly's Facebook page. It's got like a thousand chicks on there. Oh, I know. Well, Wackerly's a handsome fella. I've seen him up close and personal. And let me tell I'm you, not just talking. I mean, what he does on on Facebook. <laughs> Wackerly has girls of all sizes, all colors. I mean, it really yes. appeals to a universal uh, crowd. 
so actually, are you banging these chicks then, or what? No, no, it's never happened. <laughs> have a casual blowjob? No, not even a blowjob. Well, I mean, have you? Did I? I wanted to ask you about this. Have you gotten ass through Facebook? I mean, you have a large Facebook following. When you make a post, there's like 20 or 30 comments responding to it, talking about it, talking to you. Right. Have you ever made the conversion? Well, you know those girls, though, right? I don't know, no, there's, I probably only know, you know, the, the, the from the bill, there's probably, I think I only got a thousand fag book friends, because, you know, we didn't have a fag, when we did from the bill, we did we were only on the MySpace at that time. Yeah, so are we, we we're only the MySpace too. <laughs> the dirty, dirty MySpace. <laughs> this MySpace is fantastic. Underworld of the internet, it's just seedy, dude. I feel dirty even going there. MySpace is so much more unruly and uncivil, I, I, I miss those days, but. Yeah, but you sworn off of it at that time. So, but now you you went over to uh, Facebook because that's where all the kids are these days. Oh yeah, you know I'm trying to build some kids here and there and meet up <laughs> some young boys, vibrant, virile young men, and uh, so far it's not working out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Facebook definitely is a good way to. Uh, I kind of wish we were on it a little earlier, but I don't, th- I don't know. Facebook came only became popular the past couple of years. Yeah, and it's stopped their show, and, and I, that, I started a fight, but probably the following fall, like six or three or four months afterwards. But since then, some people from uh, probably through sick and wrong or whatever have found out that I have a fight. But uh, I have a few, per, a small percentage of FTV people on there, mm. and then some of the people are porn people or guests we had on the show, comics or whatever. And then a lot of them are just people that are, you know, I don't know, they. they somehow just befriend you through other friends or whatever so I don't I don't know I really don't know that many of them. those are called lonely people <laughs> yeah well that could be it and I'm I shouldn't be talking I'm as lonely as the next guy my question I, is I say but friends more often than they'll know my question is does Dougie is Dougie on the Facebook yes he is but you know he's 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 slow, or what some people would call retarded, or like I would call retarded. Uh, so he has a fag book. Uh, so does Mr. Spring Break, who was another Mr. Retarded. Spring Break? Has a, I can't, I'm surprised that guy has a Facebook account. Yeah, he does, but I think these people have handlers that operate their fag book. In other words, I don't think they're actually actively involved in the applications or responding. I think so, I don't, so, so they have public relations people themselves. Well, yeah, the retarded folks need public relations. You don't necessarily need it. Um, I think you just need a psychiatrist and a shotgun. <laughs> Man, that's I'm sorry, Precious. You know I love you, Lackerly. That, I love, that, that probably like, would work. Not like a gay lover in that type of love, but I love you like a you know, semi-retarded second cousin. Okay. So, Steele, the From the Ville uh, website's still up. People can go uh, check out their shows because we get questions from time to time. People are like, you know, what, what's up with From the Ville? Whatever happened to them, blah, blah, blah. And so, like, we, we want to say, go check out their show. Like, can they still subscribe to it via iTunes? Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. As far as I know, our website's still up at fromtheville.com. And you can click on right there so there's an episodes link that'll take you to where all of our shows are. And then you can get each show individually or whatever you want to do. So there you go, <laughs> people. Once you've listened to all the sick and wrongs, <laughs> make your way through, what, 240 episodes of From the Ville? I don't think 200, maybe 210, 215, yeah. So, yeah, let me say, there's people that are still inquiring about us after being off the air for half years. <laughs> those are the lonely people. Those are the people you need to be scared of right there. Those are the people you don't want to meet up with for a drink. I was always impressed that you guys you guys had, like, set pieces where, you you know, you did the musical My Butt Yearns, which I always remember, and sometimes even oh, the like, songs in my cool. head. Yeah. 
Now, you guys should almost come out with a CD of some of those songs. Yeah. Oh, you would have Stephen Hawking on quite frequently to discuss yeah. the dance issues. Yeah, yes. It's a wonderful show. Occasionally, most of it was spontaneous, you know, stream of consciousness or whatever, but you know, discussing topics of the day or pop culture or politics. But yeah, we occasionally we like the prepared bits and shit like that. They were always fun to do, but we didn't have enough time to do as many of them as we probably should have. <laughs> A wonderful show, but enough about the old shit. I say we get back to uh, what's going on currently. So what I mentioned is that uh, you got these Facebook rants, I want to say, coming out every now and then where you kind of talk about weigh in on uh, current events or things that are pissing you off or or personal things. One of your recent rants that I related to was the, uh, the golden age of porn, stag films, trench coats, and holes in popcorn buckets. Oh, yes. I like that. And, and it, leads, it leads me to answer the question. Do you feel that, I don't want to blame it all on Al Gore, but do you feel that the, the World Wide Web, the Sinternet, destroyed porn? Do you think oh, it changed it irrevocably? Yeah, it's absolutely destroyed. It's not necessarily destroyed porn because it's made it more mainstream and more accessible and, and, and reach more of a larger audience. But it's take, as far as I, I'm concerned and I've been preaching this for years, is, is it's taken most of the fun out of porn. Porn used to be an adventure, a journey. You had to get out and leave the house to actually go, you know, procure it. Now you fucking sit at a computer and click your mouse pad, boom, it's instant gratification. Yeah, do, you remember, do you remember the shame you'd feel sneaking into cinema art? Remember oh, yeah, you have to sit. I remember being, this is one of the stories from when I was a teen. You know, when you're underage, you're supposed to be 18 to buy the smut and the filth and the, the we called them back then, you know, fuck films or stag, you know, a stag film. There were so many more names for them. Smart, yeah, Reels. Um, you'd have to stand on, and they actually like porn theaters back then. That's where the hole in the popcorn bucket comes in because you could actually go and watch porn on the big screen in a theater-like atmosphere, you know? And then they came out with VHS, which was home, you know, home video. But I remember going there when you're under 18 and you're not supposed to get porn at, you know, when you're 15 or 14. And I remember going there with stolen bottles of Crystal Palace gin from my parents' liquor stash and trying to solicit, you know, 55, 6-year-old perverts that are going in in their trench coats and, and sunglasses and fake mustaches so nobody can see their identity, trying to solicit these fellows with our fucking stolen Crystal Palace gin and give them an extra 10 bucks to see if they'll buy us a, a fucking grab bag of porn. You know, you can sit there for hours before you get a taker. You're yeah, well, lucky nobody got buggered. Yeah, I was about to say, could you imagine, like, you're, you're already, you know, wearing your disguise, your trench coat, your fake mustache, your glasses, whatever, sneaking in there, and then here's some fucking snot-nosed kid who's asking you, blowing your cover. Yeah. You know, you, did you ever catch, like, one of the uh, assistant principals or anyone going in there? Right, right. Oh, no, I no, you, you're, he was your assistant principal, Mr. wasn't he? Yeah, Mr. Malco. I remember we were buying a double-sided dildo for uh, Angie Brown. It was her, it was her graduation. It's a nice game. And, and there's, a group, there's a group of us in there buying this double-sided dildo, and out of a peep show booth comes Mr. Malco, the assistant principal Oops. of our junior high. We're just like, we just dropped the dildo and just pointed and laughed. Laughed for like I- 10 minutes. That's the beauty of porn in that game. It's because it, 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 if you wanted to get your hands on some of it, it didn't matter if you were the principal or the president of the United States or it's just some fucking lonely prepubescent teen hanging in the city part of town. You had to get out of your fucking 
you know, go to your, your dasha and actually go and get the fucking shit. So you could, there was always that element of you being the, the, uh, like, just the unwanted underbelly of society, and there was a lot of shame, and that was that was where the fun came from. Well, yeah, I think it was all part of the experience. You know, it's like because you remember when you would eventually procure that magazine or that video, you'd go home because your parents are gone for the the weekend or for the week in Florida, and you'd watch the fuck out of that video. You'd watch every single scene. Believe me. If it wasn't a video, if it was old print porn, which I, I missed dearly, the old magazines and stuff, if it was that, believe me, every page in that fucking magazine would be glued shut from Sunday. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about with your parents on vacation for a week. Like, for years, you'd use the same porn. Oh, yeah, no, you would have that. Because that, it's the only porn you could get. It's yeah, like, yeah, uh, it's, it's, be like your wife. You it's know? like my, porn actress. my precious. <laughs> it's like you just got the ring, dude. No, but it's not like that anymore. And so I kind of feel like the whole experience has, has been tarnished by the Internet. As a guy in the trench coat, because of high-tech gadgetry and your little, you know, everybody walking around with their fucking, you know, they got the Internet and the wireless Internet and the Wi-Fi and their fucking cell phones where they can get things, you know, they can, they can download shit from their cell phones and pass it on to, to each other. It, it killed the man in the trench coat. He tossed him aside like a fucking used comeback, and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> so are you saying, like, kids today are ungrateful to the man in the trench coat? Like, because now they could just be these lazy, fat kids that just sit in front of the internet and look at, a, you know, two girls, one cup, or a donkey sodomizing a, a, a Czech prostitute. Yeah. You know, do you feel like they haven't earned the right to look at that? Well, I think part of it has been a generational gap of their fathers. These fucking pricks, they bang their wife to have an offspring that shoots out like a fucking v-neck out of a fucking t-shirt. <laughs> And then they fucking don't tell this kid and preach to him about, you know, generations before we didn't have it so easy. You know, you've heard your dad maybe talk about, oh, well, when I was a kid, I had to climb through eight feet of snow and walk five miles to school. Well, why don't you tell that kid that when you were fucking younger, you didn't just get a mouse click the fucking erotica. You had to fucking leave the house and you had to jump through hoops and you, it didn't go on fucking trees back then. You had to fucking go do it. So the, I blame the fathers of this generation in, in the generation, maybe, you know, even 10, 15 years ago, for not explaining to their son about the plight of the man in the trench coat. At what age <laughs> of your kid do you broach the subject? Well, I think, I, well, I, I, Six. first of all, you know, you, you let your child in, in, in his early teens, you let him, you know, become addicted to cigarettes and, and, and chain smoke, maybe give him, you know, some prescription meds whenever he asks for him. You get him on this then, you know, once he hits maybe 13, 14, it's time for him to push him out in the real world. Go get some street drugs. Go down to the fucking, go down to the porn shop, the retail porn outlet, and try to get some porn the old-fashioned way. Not this, this new high-tech gadgetry that you can use just in the privacy of your own home. That's bullshit. What I wonder, though, is I worry about that, uh, that there's nothing shocking anymore. Because you, you can see, if these kids are 14... And they're seeing some of the most horrible, horrific stuff on the internet that, that we, we, there's no way we would have ever been able to see something like Two Girls, One Cup back then. When we were in junior high, did you ever even think about something like that? I, I, I knew mean, it I existed, but I'd never seen a, it. We had a, we had a porn on a, on a v, uh, videotape, VHS, with like morbidly obese women. That's probably the closest we came. Oh, I remember Steel had one called, uh, was it Ripples and Wrinkles? Ripples and wrinkles. That was the most like odious porn I'd ever seen at the time. I remember you, being you like, "Still have that tape?" 
I, you know, I don't, but I think one of my friends does, and I've tried to find it on the internet. I can't, I can't believe I can't find it. But it, it has senior the ripple or the ripples part. The title came from senior citizens. The ripples were fat, uh, so they had different scenes. It was so fat people fat. fucking senior citizens. That's yeah, quite a niche, niche uh, you know, whatever fetish. If I recall too, I remember. Uh, I think Steel, you brought a porn over to my house for one of my parties called Fatliners. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was a sequel to Life in the Fat Lane. Yeah, <laughs> I think I had Life in the Fat Lane. Actually, that's the one. I'm Life in the Fat. But the, but the, but this. I mean, speaking of fear, though, there was always the thing when you're watching a porn in your parents' VCR that the tape's gonna get stuck, and that did happen to me once. I had to jam a screwdriver in there and pry it out. But did you ever actually get caught in the act? No. So, Steele, as a serial masturbator, did you ever get caught in the act? You mean by my parents? Yeah. Uh, no, I did not. Although, I have to admit, my mom, there's no way during my adolescence that my mom didn't figure out what was going on with the crusty sock and the fucking, uh, you know, the messed up, you know, the, the, the whole front of my whitey tighties back then was fucking this disgusting mix of color. It looked like a fucking... People throwing paint blotches at a canvas. It was like a, it, it was like grayish tint with like a, a, a yellowish hue to it, and you knew it was right up. Um, and my mom had to do my laundry back. <laughs> <laughs> Does she still do your laundry? <laughs> I, I was believe me, if she did, she'd be dead by now if she was still washing my red clothes. I still got thumb all over my clothes, and it, thankfully most of it's mine. I just imagine add water and just put a woman in there and it's like instant pregnancy. Oh, I, I, I would have given birth to, I, I would have given birth to whole new generations. If, yeah. <laughs> just a hot tub full of ladies just throw the pants Entire in. civilizations died in Steel's underwear. In Steel's manties. So, Steel... Oh, without a doubt, I, 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 my, my, my fucking britches alone probably held more people than the whole entire nation of China. So, Steele, I want you to weigh in on another current event here. Obviously, you've heard about Tiger Woods' recent plight. How do you feel about Tiger Woods, who's obviously you know a celebrity that can get a lot of ass? He ends up getting a lot of ass. They find out, and then they force him to go to rehab for sex addiction. Well, first of all, I love everybody nowadays. Their, their, their first line of defense is to run to rehab. I'm a huge fan of that. In fact, I plan on using it myself someday if ever in that predicament. But... Uh, my whole take on this whole issue is he, he married a, a blonde, white, uh, a blonde-haired white woman who was very beautiful, obviously from the, the, the great region of Scandinavia. He marries this broad, and and you know he winds up. So he winds up banging a couple chicks on the side while on tour for the PGA. I don't know what the big problem is. She should just be thanking her lucky star she didn't marry OJ. It was a whole different scenario. <laughs> I'm surprised though, Tiger Woods would go for such a skinny blonde white girl. I kind of thought... Yeah, well, no, I mean, usually you see black guys with a girl that's like a little thicker. Well, he's half Asian, though. Okay, maybe that makes sense. Then. That could be a good point, Lance. I didn't... Uh, first of all, I didn't realize you were still in the room. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> secondly, that's an excellent point, because I think the Asians do like the more petite, so that's the Asian side coming out in them. But yeah, you're right. The Negroes, the coloreds, they love big, broad, big, girthy, happy... White broads from trailers. Something to hold on to. He also seemed to prefer like Denny's waitresses. So you know, why is he why is he marrying this classy uh, model from Norway? As you, as you were you it? saying, most of the sluts that he uh, he ended yeah, up having affairs like with were all waitresses Denny's waitresses with, with bad perms and like you know tattooed makeup on their faces, that sort of thing. But I mean, do you do you think it was wrong for him to uh, 
He's a celebrity to get some ass? Wouldn't you do the oh. same thing, Steel? Oh, I, oh I, fucking believe me, I've been trying my whole life to be a celebrity. <laughs> I can't get it with, the, with my looks. It's hard to get it when you're not a fucking celebrity. Well, Tiger Woods is not the best-looking guy. I think you need to p- take up golf. Oh, that could be it. But, you know, he also makes a billion dollars. It's like all these fucking union fags around here, the blue-collar people around here. I can't believe I would never do that in my life. Yeah, but you fucking work in a fucking factory. You don't make a billion dollars a fucking year. Like, <laughs> Like, people are so, like they're walking out of the fucking factory after building cars all day, and there's just chicks slinging pussy at them. It doesn't work that way, asshole, you stupid douchebag. you a fucking Tiger Woods. You'd be in a whole different situation. Try to turn down the pussy that comes your way. Well, I don't understand what, uh, what the, the Swedish chick was really all that upset about. She cashes in on $500 million, right. and it's not like she had Mel Gibson screaming at her on the phone, threatening to burn the house down and, like, cut her vagina out. No, and in actuality, she went after him with the golf Yeah. Ball. Like Mel Gibson, that guy knows how to treat a woman. But who says she's complaining? I think this is a straw man argument. I don't think she's complaining at all. I think she thinks it's great. You always got to blame the celebrity. I I never understand the mentality. Like, if I was a celebrity of his stature, especially, I mean, let's face it, the fucking richest athlete in the fucking world, why would you even, you know your fortune is on the line. These prenups never hold up anyway, even if you have one. Why would you put half your fortune on the line to marry abroad when you know you're still ready to, you're still trying to sow your oats and fuck everything in sight? Why would you even get married? But all, every time you turn on a TV, celebrities do it over. They never learn from somebody else's mistake. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm sure like Tiger Woods probably didn't get that much ass until he became a celebrity. But once he did, he just wanted to, but I don't think you, you'd be endorsed by, you know, Gatorade and all the Wheaties and all this shit if you're banging like, you know, chicks like Charles Barkley. <laughs> or uh, Will Chamberlain. Yeah, I mean, that's... you could have been. I think you. Everybody wants true love, and he went well, for that, it, and he was mistaken. That's it. But you know, Barkley, he's fucking got a, a couple drunk driving things on his record, and like you said, he's banging fucking sluts at the bar all the time. He's got an endorsement with Taco Bell. He's, I see him on commercials doing Taco Bell commercials, so you can still get a few endorsements here and there. I guess if you know, in this day and age, you got to realize when you bang somebody and you're famous. That fucking person is going to try to get their 15 minutes of fame at some point, especially if they know you're married. So it's it, it's just a different world now. Whereas before you could, I mean, Rock Hudson was banging guys his entire fucking career, and nobody knew about it until fucking the hips hit him in the early 90s or whatever. I mean, so. Yeah, when they eventually found out. Hey, uh, can I go on a it, tangent that kind of relates to this? How come in the 80s so many uh, NFL, and I guess I'll have to say uh, uh, baseball uh, professionals had such rip-roaring success in television and then that doesn't happen anymore. Like, you had, like, like Hunter and Bob Euchre. Fred Dreyer. Yeah, Bob Euchre. He was in, uh... Fred Dreyer was in Hunter. Yeah. But you, you don't see... Bob Euchre was in, uh... Mr. Belvedere. Mr. Belvedere. And weren't there a bunch of other football players that, like, got on TV shows? Alex Paris from the Detroit Lions was in Webster. <laughs> he was in Webster. <laughs> and don't forget, uh, one of the greatest television shows still, to, I, I believe, still holds up to this day, Married with Children's, Al Bundy, Mr. Uh, uh, trying to think of the guy's name. Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill. Yeah, Ed O'Neill. He played, uh, I believe, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He, was he, he played. When did, when did he play uh, football? I think in the 70s or something like that, if I recall. Well, that kind of puts the lie to my uh, claim because he's in that, uh, his new show just won an Emmy or a bunch of Emmys last night. What, Mad Men? 
No, uh, uh, something family. Oh, modern modern family. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. But in the eighties, it was much more prevalent, I think, and and now it's just not like that anymore. Yeah, forget the seventies. You had Jim Brown in the black exploitation films of the seventies, which were awesome. Joe Kelly, in remember Joe Brown Kelly? And all these people that were actually football players that starred in those. Um, yeah, it's always been a phenomenon. But you're right, you know, and don't forget. Yeah, Brian Bosworth also went on to a very flexing movie. About I, my point was going to be that I think Bosworth is the one who ruined it. He made those horrible, horrible movies, and all the uh, media executives said never again. Well, that could be it. I mean, let's face it. I mean, just because you're an athlete doesn't make you a good actor. Even if you have a good look or a good build, I mean, you can still be horrible, you know, when it comes yeah, to screen. So. I loved Hunter. Though. Well, my I question is, awesome. you know what my question is? In this day and age... I think our priorities and, and what we choose to, uh, to to be inspiring is different. Like back in the '80s, we you know you'd see like Hulk Hogan and you'd be like, oh, I aspire to be like that guy. But now it's like we want to be like Twilight, a Twilight vampire. That's kind of what they they idolize these days. I think our our, our morals have shifted. All right, maybe you know? you're right. Maybe you're right. Well, I mean, you know, I'd like to turn the whole tables around. I don't instead of seeing the athlete jump the movie actor. Instead of like Alex Karras being the dad on Webster, why not take Emmanuel Lewis out of Webster and throw him into the under a field in the NFL and have him play fucking tailback for a fucking Sunday afternoon? Well, he could be the football. Talk about entertainment. He could be the football. He, he probably Just could. Through the field goal. <laughs> Obviously, we can't use Gary Coleman in this scenario. God rest his soul. <laughs> that little fuck died of what? Died of what? Did he die of? Did they ever figure out? Did he die of being a because he was? Small in stature, or was it his kidney that came out, or what? I, I thought his lady kicked him down a staircase yeah, or something. Not that's what I thought. She was just like, "I'm going to get the." How much was he worth at his death? Like thirty grand? Enough. Yeah, thirty k. She oh, kicked somebody his, kicked him down a staircase. I heard his lady kicked him. Girl's pregnant and doesn't he, have a coat hanger. He looked like some kind of vile gremlin type of creature at that point. Yes, he was very black. Very, 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 very black. I think they call that ashy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At that point, because he was starting to get that 40, I think he's older than I am, even though he was fucking four feet shorter. Uh, I think he's like 44 or 45 when he died. So, yes, at that point, you dash the proper, proper terminology. <laughs> so, still, uh, I got one more point I want to move on to here. And uh, me and Wackley were actually uh, debating this uh, right before we called you. Do you consider Emerson, Lake, and Palmer to be picker music? Sure. See, I told you that. It's music of the Hessian picker. I think it's prog rock. I think it's like Yes or like uh, he thinks Rush. It's like, or although Rush does straddle the... the, uh, the pickers air like air. Rush. Pickers like pickers don't like Yes. Hippies like Yes. But I Pickers like yes Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Okay. I, I remember Steelhead Tanks. What about Pink Floyd? Like prog rock is like Pink Floyd. Yeah, I don't I don't see Emerson, Lake, and Palmer and Emerson, Lake. Didn't they have like 10 other guys in the band at one point? Wasn't it uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash? And Henry David Thoreau, I don't know. <laughs> I just remember seeing those tapes in your car and being you like, know, what the fuck is there's this? There's a possibility that I don't really remember who Emerson, Lake, and Palmer is, and I'm actually thinking of a different band. i got to tell you flat out right now to both of you fags, I'm talking out of my ass. I couldn't name a single song they sang, but I, I, I do, when I hear the name, I equivalate, I, I, I think of the equivalent of something you'd see in the, the Time Life classic rock, you know, infomercial. I, I picture them being part of that election. I think that's ELO. I think that's maybe electric maybe light it's electric orchestra. electric light orchestra. Well, we don't know, but this leads into a bigger but this topic, le- yeah, right? this leads into the topic I, I wanted to get to here. We're discussing, we're debating whether or not 
The true picker, the true picker with a mullet driving a bitching Camaro, whether the true picker is extinct and has been replaced by the, the, the we grower, the wigger, the ghetto picker. And well, let's, let me set this up a little bit more. So Dee and I moved out of Michigan out here, and out here they have a whole different brand of like, uh, I guess, you, what do you call them, picker? Flat brimmers, I call them, because they wear the flat brim hat. And uh, they usually have massive amounts of tattoos and drive a lifted truck with nuts hanging off the back of it. Oh. They're from the Central Valley. Yeah, but yeah. We don't, we're, we're, our question is, what happened to the pickers of Michigan since we left? Well, I think D almost hit a perfect, and it probably sounds somewhat similar to the one, uh, I'll tell you what it is. Are you guys familiar with this new current programming on MTV? Have you seen the 16 and pregnant slash teen mom? No, I haven't seen it. What's I it called? I've seen an episode or two. What's it called? Teen Mom? Teen Mom. It's about... Well, first of all, they started off the show. They called it 16 and Pregnant because broads that were 16 were knocked up and they wanted to fill... It's like a reality show. Why don't they just call it then, Slut? Like, during the pregnancy. Well, then they fucking squeezed out their litter and all these fucking little shits are running around like nobody's business. So they had to change the title of the show to Teen Mom because they wanted to do additional seasons. Right. They got, like, four moms and showing, you know, their different stories. You know, one... One is a mom that, that doesn't have a, a, a partner in, in the in play. One's a mom whose partner and her are separated. They're not, you know, planning on getting married. One is planning on getting married, and then one other couple put their kid up for adoption. And, and don't judge me, douchebag, because I know people are judgmental out there in your audience. But I've locked the teen mom on more than one occasion. I'm ashamed to admit it. Uh, actually, I'm not that ashamed. Have you watched it fully clothed? What's that? Have you watched it fully clothed? I'm usually partially robed at the time. <laughs> I'm usually partially disrobed, uh, you know, uh, half half, you know. Uh, but I've jerked off to it. And, it, and it, don't judge me because these chicks are legal in some states. And uh, we all know... Mostly the South. Uh, yeah. uh, so anyway, if you watch that show, I'm trying to think there's a guy on there. In fact, this couple is from Michigan, somewhere in the thumb, I believe it is, or something. There's a couple on there. They're, you know, late teens, like maybe 17, 18 now or whatever. They gave their kid up for adoption, and the kid on there is what I would consider the, the white wigger current, you know, the, the replacement of a mullet now. The, the father. The father, yeah. The guy that wears his hat with a flat brim that's tilted to the side and tries yes. to be all urban, yet he lives in a rural area. The thumb is pretty rural. It is pretty rural over there in the thumb. Yeah, so that, that's kind of what I was, you guys obviously, it, it made no sense now, you guys have never seen the show, but. But that guy that's dating the chubby broad, uh... He's a true picker? What's that? Are you saying he's still a true picker? Like, he embodies the values of picker? Like, he's got the... I think the, so, yeah. I, I want to say they might even live in a trailer. I mean, he, 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 he's like the modern-day picker equivalent to what a, a picker was. But the picker of... Here's my follow-up follow question. So, so, when Dee and I were there, it was mostly Hessians. Uh, you know, people who listen to Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, and Slayer, and, and would drive their, they'd drive their car to the car wash, you know, and uh, sit there and make out with their girlfriend with a fucking Ipsy Claw. Right. I know? wish I was doing that, actually, when I was back then, but I didn't have a girlfriend. But, but, so, was there a clean break? Was it just all of a sudden, now they all had the flat brims and the urban lingo and all that? Or was yeah. there a struggle? Or did it, was there a slow transition? Are there, are there still old... Like Yoda type pickers who still subscribe to the Hessian uh, methodology, 
Or have they all been wiped out? Or was there, you know, a comp? I'm just wondering if it's extinct. Yeah. Was it like... Well, well, it wasn't like the Palestinians against the heat. I mean, it wasn't like a a fight going on the Gaza Strip out in the thumb to see who wins the mullet heads or the fucking Hessian. Well, that's what I was hoping for. What I'm I'm wondering, I think it's a a new generation. Do you think the Hessian dad is upset and disappointed with his son who's, like, really into Eminem? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think it's an evolution type thing. That's what I think. I think it's a bit of a struggle. I bet you there's that dad who's like... Sound like Northern Ireland, you know, in Belfast, where you got fucking people, you know, there's there's some war going on, which would be much more entertaining for the rest of us, believe me. But uh, and believe me, I'd be fighting on the side of the mullet, no question about it. So, uh, so still, and, and I know I, it's just an evolution thing. I, but you do still see the guy. You know, I'm talking these are the younger generation. I still run into a guy occasionally that's in his, you know, my age or ten years older or so that that clinging to that 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 bullet like grim death. In, <laughs> still, you said back in the day. Still, back in the day, you did have the golden eagle of mullets, though. Oh, it was fantastic. It was, I'm it, still very proud of it. Yeah, it was It was quite the mullet. I mean, you're bald now, but it was It was quite the mullet back in the day. I have one more question, though, about this, this topic here. Did you hate grunge music for destroying heavy metal? Like, do you feel like that was, like, when heavy metal kind of died? Like, hair metal? Like, 1992. I, I was... I was- and I was not a proponent of grunge. I was the absolute opposite. I, I grunge was the antithesis of rock and roll, hard rock, and heavy metal as I knew it. Uh, you know, I grew up with the Dio's and the Iron Maidens and the Judas Priest, and then eventually more of a lighter fare like the Motley Crue's and things like that. But yeah, they destroyed all of that shit and tried to make it all doom and gloom and all this shit. And, and it, it it was horrible. And I'm, I I was the first one, and a lot of people thought it was too soon. But I was cracking Kurt Cobain joke the second I heard the news come that he shot his head off. <laughs> because that was the beginning of the, I mean, grunge still lasted a few more years, but without their, their savior and the guy that was supposed to lead them to the promised land in grunge, let's face it, Nirvana was, was the king of the grunge scene back in the, without their leader now in store, it was like, you know, nailing Jesus to the cross. I mean, it was like a crucifixion of, it, it put grunge music back on the downslide and brought, you know, brought some of the people that kind of rekindled their love for, like, the Iron Maidens. You know, that that stuff kind of had a resurgence in the late 90s because people realized grunge blows ass. <laughs> Sounds like you still have... Like the horns, uh, yeah, like, that that there's there a bunch of different music, but I'm just saying hair metal just seemed to die in, like, 1992 because grunge came along. And I think a lot of people, like, like Steel and a lot of Hessians at the time probably were extremely disappointed. I mean, you're like, well, okay. I mean, I, you know, the, the, the hair metal, like I said, I was more of a gothic British metal type guy, the Iron Maiden and shit. I love hair metal, too. Hair metal was just about, you know, everybody knew that had any musical sense that shit wasn't real deep and it wasn't like great musicianship and shit. But there was a fun element, like just go out, get drunk, take drugs, fuck, dirty slut. And then grunge comes along and it's like, oh, woe is me, my life is horrible. I got, you know, a butt plug stuck up my ass. My girlfriend wants to, you know, kill me. I'm suicidal and this and that. Well, then if you're so fucking suicidal, show yourself, you asshole. <laughs> and then he did. Grunge just ruined. Yeah, and then he did. Grunge just yeah, ruined everything. Yeah, I true. But I'll, 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 I'll counter with that and say grunge died as quickly as death as the hair metal, or the hair metal music did. It did, but I think grunge spawned a lot of this other stuff that we still have that to this day, like indie rock and all this this shit that's around now. 
It's like people are like, oh, I can be independent and you don't have to like, you know, all music can be deep. It doesn't have to be about just having fun and doing drugs. And I think that that's... so gay. I think emo... <laughs> you just said I'm so gay. No, but I'm saying grunge developed this emo. No, I'm saying... That I, I think that's what happened. Grunge kind of came into like... Devolved into emo music. Okay. So, I mean, it, back in the day, real music was Iron Maiden, Slayer, which is still around. Right. But it was more popular in the late 80s, the early 90s. And then uh, grunge came along and then emo and all this indie shit. Sure. So, oh, is emo a style of music? I'm not even familiar with that term. It's yeah, it's the same emo band. I'm a little bit in the dark too. I mean, I hear the term all the time. I don't know, like a band like Arcade Fire, where these uh, guys are like, you know, they 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 cry about, you know, their mother stopping the breastfeeding after eight. You know, it's just like it's it's lame. It's just a really lame genre of music, and I feel like if if grunge kind of developed it, grunge sort of created that. It's the progenitor of that. Those guys should be singing their praises if their mom breastfed them until eight years old. You know, my mom never breastfed me, the dumb bitch. That's a good run. So, Steel, okay, real quick before we get out of here. So we're going to do that segment, Is That Gay? Steel, I think it's the first time you've actually done uh, Is That Gay here on the show. But I think um, I think you're a great person. You're an integral component of this bit. So uh, let oh, me cue... I'm glad when you, hear, when you come up with a bit called Is That Gay? I'm glad you instantly think of me. Thanks a lot, players. <laughs> let's, let's cue the theme music. Thanks. I don't want to sound like a queer or nothing, but I think unicorns are kick-ass. Is that gay? I just watched my brother jerk off. Is that gay? I'm at the urinal and this guy's looking over the wall. Is that gay? I don't want to sound like a queer or nothing, but I think you've got a really nice ass. Two people emailed us asking questions of whether or not this is gay. So this guy writes in... I recently heard a story about a Welsh friend of mine called Taffy. Well, it's kind of gay right That's there. Gay. Gay um, name. He's always been a dirty fucker, but this confirms it. He's one of those guys who when women first meet him, they think he's gay. He doesn't help himself by also acting like a proper homo. Recently, he and another guy have gotten into whoring and ordering in a couple of prostitutes. Not gay so far. But is stopping to watch your friend go at it with a hooker while you're masturbating and you have a perfectly willing prostitute to, to right, on, right on hand, is that a little strange? Is that gay? Regards from the filth-ridden UK, Robbo. So, is it gay to, to watch your friend bang a hooker and jerk off? I don't think on the surface it's now, is the, is the prostitute a male prostitute or a female prostitute? Because if it's a male prostitute, it's gay as fuck. I think they're female. I think these are female. Pro- two dudes get two female hookers. Yeah, just so this is like you and Martin go out and get two hookers. The hookers come to the house. Uh, you start going at it with your hooker, and Martin's just watching you and jerking off and not paying attention to his hooker. Oh, so you mean there's two hookers in the room? Right. The yeah. one sitting there in limbo. She's not giving a hand job or or, or licking some guy's asshole. She's no. standing there. Well, She's the other guy's sitting there. Up. And this dude's more into watching you bang this hooker. Well, some people have that voyeuristic fetish, but I, I want and believe me, I watched a ton of my friends bang people. But it's not. It's believe me, if I had a hooker next to me at the time that I was paying for and was on my time, I'm gonna fucking slip it into her and give her three inches of a miserable three minutes of my life. <laughs> so you don't think? I it's, think it's pretty gay, unless the second hooker is just hideous. I or, or, unless she comes and just like I'm not fucking that I'm gonna look at your whore and jerk off 
I'm just looking at a door. It's not your cock. I disagree. I mean, you don't know if you're if you're if this guy's staring at his friend's cock or if he's staring at this chick's asshole. Right. Or you know, so They're I pretty think much in the same region. But I think the one. fact that he's watching two a male and a female go at it, that's not gay. It's not gay. I don't think it's, it's gay. Watching porn. It, I, I, I put it's it, like watching live porn. Porn. All right. Porn where a guy bangs a blood. But I'm just saying, usually when you're watching porn, and we, I don't want to go back into the old time. You know, I wish it was the old way. But I mean, nowadays, if you're watching porn in front of your fucking computer, you're by yourself. You don't have a hooker to your right or your left. I'm thinking if you got a hooker there, and you're paying for it, maybe I'm a cheap bastard, but I'm gonna fucking at least dump a load on her belly. Well, he might. He didn't say he didn't do that. He, he didn't say eventually, did. Point. But he was stopping to watch his friend. Yeah, there's some uh, unclear parts. This is creepy. Is that creepy? Yes. I think it's creepy. Yeah. Well, what I think. Why, why don't they go in separate rooms? I mean, that, that'd be. That's also kind of creepy. But what, what I think would be gay is watching your friend beat off. <laughs> so if if there are no hookers involved and you're just watching your friend beat off while watching a porn, that's gay. Oh, oh that's. Oh, there's no question about that. I mean that. That's almost gayer than actually getting a penis jammed up your ass. I mean, if you're watching your friend, because there's more intimacy and there's more sensuality when you're sitting there watching your friend jack off, that means there's some kind of, there's, there's, there's pre-calculation there. I, 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 I think it's less gay to get ass-fucked by another man than to sit there and watch your friend jerk off in the corner. What if there's no eye contact, though? It's, it's well, then he's staring at your balls. Maybe it's better if there's eye contact. Like, look at me, not my cock. Look at me, not my cock. I, I, I understand. Yeah, eye contact would make it even would take it to the next level. But even without the eye contact, if you're staring at his hand caressing his penis so slowly and easily up and down his shaft until a purple head explodes. That's that's gayer. That's gayer than getting boofed. I'm sorry. I think the only thing gayer would be wearing a ball gag and a butt plug wrapped up in the fucking AIDS blanket. <laughs> it's a quilt. Not a quilt. <laughs> All right. Second question here. Robo fags. I meant quilt. Robo. I hope that answers your question. Um, the second one here is uh, it comes from Sparkles. Sparkle, Sparkles writes. <laughs> I have a Sparkles question. This is the gayest fucking name, male or female, I've ever heard. See, I don't find Sparkles to be that gay of a name. I, I don't know if you remember the show Get a Life. His name was Sparkles Peterson. It's, a, it's more of a model name. Like, if you're a male model. Right. Which, by the way, Get a Life with Chris Elliott, one of the greatest shows ever developed. Of all time, yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, Sparkles writes in. I got a question for the Is That Gay uh, segment. Is this gay. Or is this masturbation? You find a time machine and you go back two years and you find yourself and you, one, you give yourself a hand job. Is that gay? Two, you give yourself a blow job. Is that gay? Three, you give yourself anal. Is that gay? Just wondering. It would settle an argument I'm having with a friend. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Sparkles. What do you think, Steel? Well, I got to tell you, uh, this this is actually quite topical in my life because you have a time, uh, have a time machine. <laughs> I don't have a time machine, no. But I, I did. I did do a status update recently on a rant about my back was sore, and I I, I, I disclosed to the the social networking public that it's probably due to an injury I incurred back in eighth grade when I tried to blow myself while at home watching MTV to read a Ford video. Hmm. 
Juicy Lucy. Yeah, exactly. But I, I was only attempted trying to blow myself because my penis is way too small and I'm not that flexible. I was about to say three inches. God, you got to be like, you got to do yoga or something to do that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say number one is oh. not gay at all because I don't have a time machine and I give myself two or three hand jobs every day. I'm, I, hand, I, I give myself handies by going out of style. So how could that be gay? I don't think number one is gay. But do you think going back in time and giving yourself a blowjob is gay? Oh, so it's the whole going back in time element that makes it straight or gay. Yeah. Like, so you're basically blowing yourself back in time. It's like Back to the Future, but it's like kind of a gay porn. So I, actually, when you put it that way, I think one and two are gay. Because you're not getting the benefit. If I'm giving my past self a hand job and he jizzes in my eye, I don't come. And if I give him a blowjob and he jizzes in my throat, I don't come. But if I fuck him in the ass, then I come. Yeah, but That's you would it. still come because it's still you. No, no. It's a you, different instance of me. Okay, but you're saying it's a different time. But is it gay, though? Okay, but is it gay that you're still doing a sex act on it's another dude or, or on yourself? It's pretty gay, but I would rather do number three. Myself. It's kind of like an outer body. Instead of like me trying to blow myself during Lita Ford, it was just me on me, but I was failing miserably. You're talking about like my current day self, 39 years old, Trying to go and blow my 14-year-old body? That's almost pedophilia. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say it a couple years back. Steel's like, Steel's like, I want to go back to when I was 14 and fuck the shit out of my young, hairless ass. Well, I, I'm just saying that's about the age I tried to blow myself when it was just me and myself. Now you're taking over myself, which is my birthday self, 39 years old, and I'm going back to blow my fucking... Uh, junior high or middle school age person? <laughs> that makes it gay and that makes it illegal. I should be locked up for that. Somebody, should, somebody call the police 911 and get some handcuffs on me before I fuck my... I'm thinking all three are pretty gay. All right, I have a following question. You're 16 years old and your future 35-year-old self comes back from the future. Oh, my. Hey, kid, give me a blowjob. Would you give yourself from the future a blowjob if he would buy you a bunch of alcohol? Like, let's say Ooh. four cases of beer and, you know, a couple fifths of, of Jack Daniels. So now you're, you're changing the rules where now it's not the older person soliciting sex from the younger me. Now it's you looking to get booze. I, hmm. I would say uh, for, a, for a peg of Altez and a bag of pestles... I would blow my older self. With blowing out of that, I would lick my older self's balls and maybe even stick a couple fingers up my older self's ass. All right, follow on follow-on question. I agree. How disgusted would you be with your older self? Like, oh my God, that's what's going to happen? Or would you commit suicide? Okay, now you got to, you, you lose it. I got pretty decent abstract thought, but now I'm, I'm lost in the process. Now what happens? If I, okay. you're, you're 16, you see yourself now. And you know it's yourself. You, you know, know this yourself. is your future now, self. This is what I'm going to become. Would you like hang yourself in your closet? or Because you know? you're going back in time to get blown by your younger self. Just, not even before the question arises, you, the guy just says, Hi, I'm you from the future. Are you disgusted enough that you just end it right there? You know, oh my, this or you mean just seeing what he looks like, not the sex act? Before the hey. sex act All is right. broached. Before pretty unlawful and somewhat disturbing, but I think yeah, I think at that point my older self, now my younger self, if he saw that that was a future that he had in store with him, that he was just going to be blowing older guys that are coming at him from the future, and a, 
you know, movie with Michael J. Fox or yet Parkinson's. I think Polly Shore should be in a movie like this. <laughs> it, would be, it would be awesome. Resurrect his career. That'd be fantastic. But I think, yeah, I think at that point it's time to go David Carradine's in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> I think so too. I think when the realization set in, like, wow, I just blew my future self to go get a bottle of a bottle of Jägermeister, mm-hmm. and I know that <laughs> when I finally get old, he's gonna come. I'm gonna go back in the future to get blown by my younger self. I would. I know that would happen. I think I'd have to commit suicide. That'd be quite the right of the Daily News. Yeah. <laughs> young man commits suicide after buying beer for his former young. I don't even know. Right? <laughs> well, I kind of this I, before that. If I had my say, my younger self had my older self's chode in the back of my throat. I think younger me would at least want to have a couple taps off that peg of Altez. I think I'd at least try to wash up my older self's cum with a glass of Altez <laughs> so I could at least satisfy that drunken urge of my younger self and try to forget the pain that I just went through by blowing my older self with shame and emotional distress blast for years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I agree. So I think in answer to Sparkle's question, all three are gay. It's gay if you're doing that. It's gay and you might commit suicide. It's gay and it might lead to suicide. Yeah, that's true. All right, well, Seal, thank you for playing uh, Is That Gay? And uh, we're about running out of time here, so thanks for being on Sick and Wrong. It's it's, it's always good to have you as a guest on the show. Well, thank you for uh, inviting me. Yeah, I've I've, I've been wondering what was going on in your life, and I'm going to keep up with your Facebook rants. And people out there that uh, listen to Sick and Wrong... You can find Steel through either my or Wackerly's Facebook page, and you can I keep up with his uh, rants, too. I think it's uh, facebook.com slash dirty honky, spelled like, I guess, donkey, because there's a million variations of honky. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be the direct way to get to it. Fourfromtheville.com. And, and don't forget this, guys. I just want to throw this out there. I have nothing up and running yet, but I do own the website domains, proudly, mind you, recently of Eleanor Roosevelt's vagina.com, and I recently purchased Nancy Grace has a penis.com. <laughs> nice. Interesting sites. Yeah, Eleanor Roosevelt's vagina is a great.com. Great. Good domain for you to purchase because that's going to be sought after in a few years. Oh, I can imagine. She, uh, I, I, only hope, I have great hopes for it. Yeah, it's going to be worth something. All right, well, Seal, it's been good talking to you. Thanks for being on the show. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get all to you soon. All right. Hey, thanks for having me. Later, folks. All right, take it easy. Good, good blogging. You know, I always do love uh, chatting with Steel here on Sick and Wrong. He, he's just—he's one of those like notorious characters. Yes. That we we need to maintain contact. A million with. laughs a minute. So, and and his Facebook rants, people. I, I I find it interesting. The I find it fascinating. The irony that he that he uses Facebook to decry technology. He hates it so much. He hates pro- it so much. Yet he's prolific. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's more prolific than I am. Like occasionally I'll po- post like a YouTube video or a funny link here and there. Yeah, still occasionally you do that. <laughs> All right, <laughs> seven day. times a day. Uh, but still, we'll do like these three-page rants. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting. They're to good. Me. They're well thought out. Like I said, he's got. He did say he was naked, but I do think he has the corduroy jacket with the leather patches, but just nothing else on. And that is typewriter. And I think he's like pretending to smoke a pipe because he doesn't smoke. Yeah, really. But I think he's he just blowing bubbles to. out of it. But uh, people, you know, 
we encourage you to uh, keep up with Steele's Facebook rants. And uh, also go check out From the Ville. It's a quality show. So, uh, Wackerly, we're nearing the end of the show here of uh, Sick and Wrong. I think we're out of time for doing uh, – I, I got an email here, but I think we're out of time for phone calls. People, you can always call the show at 206-666-3846. You can send us emails to sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. Uh, before I get to the uh, email I was going to read here, how about a quick word from our other sponsor, adamneve.com. Hey, Sick and Wrong listeners, looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Go to adamandeve.com and enter the coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off just about anything, six free adult DVDs, free shipping, and an extra bonus gift. Go to adamandeve.com for all your sexual needs. They sell dildos, vibrators, butt plugs, strap-ons, cock rings, anything your perverted little mind can imagine. And remember coupon code DIDDLE, that's D-I-D-D-L-E, like your stepdad used to do to you while mom was asleep. Wackerly, before I get to this email here, uh, we got a gift in the mail. We've been getting a lot of gifts recently. I like getting it's gifts. Good. I know. I know you have to, to to take time out of your busy day. Sucks, you're scheduled to go to the PO box. I like the swag though. But it's nice. We we get some cool stuff. So um, we got a gift here from Hypoxic. It says, "Dean Lance, I wanted to buy a T-shirt, but I live in Utah, where it's a crime to wear anything irreverent." True fact. <laughs> irreverent is in quotes. I know. You know, we should almost make sick and wrong Mormon magic panties. You we think? should make Utah friendly. Utah apparel. friendly apparel. Yeah. Maybe just as soft and warm. That would be actually that's a good idea. And then the Mormon matrons will be like, "Oh, that's so nice. That's that so nice. You'll still be able. It brightens my day. Well, you're not going to offend your your wives. You know, I mean, that's the thing. It's like you still want to get laid. You don't want to offend your wives. The so, older wives are the, the older bitches. Ones. <laughs> the so, younger ones are pretty hot. He writes, so enjoy these gifts as a token of my appreciation for your corrupting influence. Yes. The Jameson is for... Jameson? Wackily, where's the Jameson? What? I don't even <laughs> see the Jameson. I see this other gift. I don't see the Jameson. Does it say Jameson or does it say Jameson? I guess it's... <laughs> no, it, it definitely says Jameson. The Jameson is for both of you. We and, got some uh, Jameson recently, and it's here in the studio, so I drank the Jameson <laughs> this weekend. Sorry. I like how Wackerly picks up the gift and just totally kills the bottle of Jameson. But I All brought right. the best part. You did bring the And then this is the, the other incredible. part here. And he goes, Wackerly mentioned an interest in the uh, Jew harp. I, yeah, how okay. ironic. Representing Salt Lake, hypoxic. And so, yeah, uh, hypoxic sent uh, Snoopy's harp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. It's a Jews harp, thing. though. But because it came from wow. Utah, where they don't allow Jews, yeah, they, don't have Jews in Utah. they call it Snoopy's harp. And there's an actual, probably what is an unlicensed image of Snoopy. I don't think, mm. I don't think Sparky's getting it. You know what I like about this? They call it the jaw harp. But you yeah. know, it's, a, Once it's again, one it's a letter away. Yeah. Do you know how to use that thing? I have no idea. You like, don't know how to use no, it? No, I've never actually used it. I'm, no I'm Jewish, God. too, and I just I, I don't <laughs> even know. I don't even want to stick this in my mouth. It looks like something that well, you would like. I know how to use it, but if I stuck it in my mouth, then you can't put it in your mouth. Well, I think it's for you anyway, so you should you should try to do it. Are here you going to do the slide whistle? I'm just, I have my mouth on this thing. No, I'm not touching any musical instrument here. I'll hum. Jesus I'll be like, mm, I'm going to show nope. you how to use this Jew's harp, and because you're a fucking Jew, I'm going to sterilize it, and then yeah, you're going to use it later on a, I'm, I'm, on a, on a later episode. This device looks like something you would uh, remove. A Saudi Arabian it. girl's clitoris it's with. Been a while. <laughs> Doesn't it look like something, something That's like that? That's what it's for. 
It's the... Wow. You're actually pretty decent at that there, Waggly. Official chosen. Yeah, that's not bad. I think with some practice, I could get better, but uh, I hope everybody heard that. Well, uh, thank you. just for good measure. Well, thank you, Hypoxic. Uh, definitely not as loud as the uh, the the um, slide whistle. I think I'm but probably it's, not doing it right, but it's we'll good. It sounded it. good. That's we'll sounded work good. on it. All right. Well, thank you, Hypoxic, for uh, sending us the fine gifts. We got a couple emails here to stickaroundpodcast at hotmail.com. Uh, one came in from Anomalous. He writes, D, you are right about being a skinny guy in Southwest. Being the only airline company that I know of that doesn't have assigned seating... A kind of system is developed to work in our advantage when finding a seat. We Southwest Flyers have our little tricks. Things like not making eye contact with anyone needing a seat right next to you. And as you pointed out, finding a seat next to the smaller guy. Me? I'm a big fat guy. (laughs) My secret? I find a row where another fat guy is seated on the aisle. Another trick, because no one wants to climb over the fat bastard... And I take the window seat with an open seat between us. I usually clue the guy in on my plan. It's simple, really. No one wants to sit between two fat asses. We both sit, arms akimbo, taking up as much of the middle seat as possible, exaggerating our size, and therefore... Like a puffer fish. (laughs) Just puffing up. Therefore, discouraging anyone from taking the seat between us. I can't tell you how many times I've flown with my own empty seat next to me. Man... I love being fat. <laughs> Anomalous. And then he had a heart attack. Some of those Southwest <laughs> flights are filled to capacity. Like somebody's going to be in that seat. Yeah, no, it sounds like it. Yeah, and I it, hope the last guy in the plane is another big fat guy. So you three fat fox have to sit together. But dude, I mean, when, when I get on a flight and I see some big fat bastard in the window sod and another buster. big fat sod buster in the aisle... I'm not like, hey, excuse me, fatty. I want to sit in between you guys. No, no. No, it's, Nobody I mean, would. They're, well, they're kind of like having a pillow, you know, sort of, but. In between two pillows? <laughs> it's like kind of like you're is. sort of in between two pillows. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you, Anomalous, Anomalous, for writing that in. We got another email here from Big Brown Bear. He goes, I'm a brown guy, not yo, 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 what's up, blood? The thank you come again one. And uh, so he's more like a poo, he's Indian. Right, Slurpee. I was on a train a couple of days ago, and this old lady looks at me. Let's call her a I, racist. Wait, I've, seen, I've seen Gandhi. Hell, <laughs> right on the top of the train. <laughs> this old lady looks at me. Let's call her a racist. So I look around to make sure she was looking at me. Now then I'm on the underground. So if, if, if you go down, there's no signal. So everyone knows that no one can go on their phone. So I look around the carriage to see that most of the people... He must be English, this guy. So I look around the carriage to see that most of the people are looking at me. Then I come up with a cunning plan. I decide to put an alarm on my phone for five minutes ahead. And when it goes off, I was going to grab my bag and scream. So I was thinking, I'm hilarious, but also pretending to uh, start praying. Mm -hmm. Then the time struck. I screamed. Everything was going to plan. Unfortunately... I didn't think of the guy who wanted to be a hero and punch the terrorist in the face was going to be there. Chair I heard someone justice. say, fucking Packies, which pisses me <laughs> off since I'm an Indian. So I wiped my face. This guy who punched me tried to again, but I headbutted him. Then I went over to the racist slur person, this old lady, and said, keep it sick, keep it wrong. Why? Because I was listening to you guys the whole time. <laughs> Bad influences. <laughs> 
Do we ever endorse that type of behavior? Did, did we encourage that? I'm endorsing it now. I, I think it's kind of cool. So thank you, Big Brown Bear, for... Um, Big Brown Bear. Yeah, Big Brown Bear for representing representing the SW. Don't have bears in India. <laughs> Big Brown Cow. How about that? People, if you haven't already, uh, make sure you go check out the Sick and Wrong Forum, the brand new official Sick and Wrong Forum. It's Sick and Becoming Wrong. lively. SickandWrongForum.com. You know, I, I was surprised at how many members just even over the weekend. It's yeah. already like, what, like 180, 160? Yes. And it's kind of like starting fresh. It's like a, a rebirth of sorts. Have you noticed that? Like, there's a yeah, brand new. I'm trying to new... think of another rebirth to make an analogy to, and I can't think of it. But there's a brand new, like, random picture thread that everybody's introducing themselves. There's going to be a whole new set of titties. It seems like it's a little more cordial over there than it used to be, but I don't know. It's time to get sour. It seems friendlier, but I think it's all downhill. Yeah. Right. And I got to say, I love. Right I so love... if you're going to join, do it now when everybody's feeling happy and accepting. Yeah. I, I do love um, the. Heavy metal skulls, though, on the I, I you know I heard that uh, they're Best, having a competition. Yeah, Bester so. Bester wrote to me that um that they're having the banner competition. So there's a banner competition right now. So people, if you want to get into it, I don't know what you're going to win. Um, they they might send you a cigarong T-shirt or Eternal something. Eternal respect. Eternal respect, definitely uh, some bragging rights on the forum. But design a new sick and wrong forum banner. But I kind of dig the skulls, kind of metal. So sickandwrongform.com is the URL, and you can link to it right off our main page at sickandwrongpodcast.com. Also, thank you, everybody, for subscribing to the show via iTunes and leaving us that five-star rating. Uh, we do really do appreciate More it. More people should do it. More people should do it. So uh, do your part to keep us in the uh, Top Comedy Podcast. And as we mentioned before, uh, brand-new Sick and Wrong tees are available at the uh, Sick and Wrong store. So the best way, hands down... To support the show. I know we talk a lot of shit about Gundar sponsors and everything, but the best way to help us out is buy a Sigurong t-shirt and represent the show. Just wear it, wear it around. I mean, just to think about how much we just the franchise fee we paid to have Steel on the show tonight. I mean, oh, yeah, that yeah. drained I mean, the t-shirt fund quite a bit. It's not easy to book Steel. No. Believe me. Um, and I also include stickers with every order. You don't just get a t-shirt. You get stickers, too. So go to sickandwrongpodcast.com, click on store, and order yourself a Sick and Wrong tea. Finally here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week uh, was sent in by Walter K. Walter writes, I think Kendra... Walter Koenig? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Mr. it is. <laughs> uh, he goes, I think Kendra might be Penicillin Penny. And the song he sent in is Dr. Hook and the Medicine Show's Penicillin Penny. Have you ever heard of that band? They're from which, the 70s. Which is the band and which is the song? Dr. Hook's the band. They're oh, kind okay. of like, I think just kind of one of those 70s rock bands. Sort of like Zappa, in yeah. a way. Like kind of a, they, they'd be not novelty music, mm-hmm. but sort of... Um, party music. Party music. Party but, album. you know, kind of uh, not really prog rock, but just more kind of like fun, carefree Hey Happy guys, come over rock. to my party. Check out this crazy album I've got. I'm going to put it on the hi-fi. Well, I always kind of consider them to be like uh, Shel Silverstein, Freaking at the Freakers Ball. Remember that? Did you ever yeah. hear that album? <laughs> it's kind of like is that. that. It's like, is that in the back of the giving tree? <laughs> it's way in the back. You could order it in the, uh, in the classified section. I don't know. Um, back anyway, then, if you just did enough coke, anything was fun. <laughs> and, you, and you could sing songs about... Uh, about this is kind of like... I mean, ACDC did sound like a whole lot of Rosie. So this song's about Penicillin Penny, who's a hooker that uh, you'd have sex with and you'd have to get some penicillin. 
So it's by Doctor Who. Reminds this guy of Kendra. He goes, I think Kendra might be penicillin penny. I Kendra's think like the healthiest. That's so that's so rude, isn't it? She's the healthiest person I know. Yeah, but if this guy didn't know her at all and obviously doesn't keep up with Kendra's life, yeah. listening to past shows, oh, yeah, it might be a pertinent statement. You got to keep maybe. up. People change. I still think it's rude. But anyway, thank you, Walter, for saying that. And we're going to end the show here with Penicillin Penny. I'm sure Steele could relate to this song as the uh, second wrong song of the week. People will be back next week with episode 144. Till then, take a sleazy. I remember when penicillin used to cost a penny. Absolutely. Penicillin Penny, she's the queen of the Sunset Strip. <laughs> Watch out. If she ever gives you any, then you better see your doctor real quick. Get it with her. From the backseat of Cadillac cars to the floor of men's room bars. She's penicillin penny and her future's written in the stars. She'll get it. She's penicillin penny. Ever since the day she came, came. They say she's had so many, she gives them all numbers, not names. <laughs> Bitch, I always call her hun, but she calls me 1001. And penicillin penny starts to boogie when the day is done. Bring on the clubs. She's been a silly penny. If you ever see her passing through, I better run into your house. Stops and lays a little on you. Oh, it hurts. If you ever let her in your door, it takes 20 million units or more to cure the love that penicillin penny don't lay on. thinking if you ever do lose an eye you probably want to get the glass one because if you just get the patch you know that the first time that you pass out someone's going to flip that up and stick their dick in it just kind of like the ultimate tea bag i guess so I, I would totally go with the glass eye um and also a second thing i was calling about is uh after that uh long opening you guys did about the uh the holocaust or jewapalooza or whatever you want to call it um, I, I was kind of depressed that you guys didn't use Angel of Death as Slayer, or by Slayer as your uh, song of the week. It would have made sense rather than that Steel Panther crap.
All right, Brian from Minneapolis. I'm out.